Amen, amen. <laughs> Folks, what does fear do for you? I'm sure that there are people here today who know that fear is gripping them so strong that they don't know what to do. They don't know what steps to take. They don't know if, if they're going to go out in faith and, and, or just to take a step if it's going to work out. Fear grips us so much, and I am not immune to it, right? The fear grips us so much that we kind of close ourselves, even from people, from church, from relationships, from God. So what can we do with fear? You allow the peace of God to bring you calmness. You know, in my life, I want to share with you that if I look back throughout my life, I can see where God's peace was in the midst. And not just regular peace that people say, you know, peace be with you or sharing the peace. I'm talking about God's peace because at that very moment, I was full of uncertainty. I was full of doubt. But then I gave it over to God, and I want to share with you, and some of you already know, I can quickly turn back to 2002 when I left the full-time military to go into full-time ministry. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had a really good job. I was in aviation. I loved what I did. The benefits and the package, man, that's, it was awesome. God, you're going to ask me to leave all of this into ministry where I really don't know where it's going to be and what's going to happen? And peace. 2006, I get a call. Actually, I was uh, uh, asked to go to the annual conference, which is in Valley Forge, and there they said, meet, uh, wait in the conference room, and when I wait there, the, the district superintendent came, and he gave me a paper that says, this is super, uh, excuse me, the bishop has appointed you to Kanshahakin. And you already know the story, and when he said Kanshahakin, I said, God bless you, all right? <laughs> Where's Kanshahakin, all right? So he says, about 10 minutes away, Get into, uh, take a, uh, a drive there, and you'll see where it's at. And so in the midst of what, what's going on, God, I thought that you were wanting me to be in ministry. I figured that, that things are growing in Colombia, and, and the ministry is growing, and, and now you're going to take me out of there, God. Like, what, what, what's going on? So in about 10-minute drive over to the Conshohocken Church, I drove around, and I parked on the West 6th Avenue side and, and where the building was on my right side, and I just prayed. In the midst of the uncertainty, there was this peace. I couldn't explain this peace. Even in my mind, I'm thinking, what in the world? God, come on. Peace. And then because I prayed at that very moment and I received that peace, I also prayed another prayer at that very moment. I said, God, give me the peace that I need to tell my wife we're moving. <laughs> Since I was in Conshohocken, it took me about, and I was still living in Columbia, Pennsylvania, it took me about an hour and a half to get there. And in the midst of all that, wondering, okay, how's my wife going? You know, how's Ani going to respond? You know, I got kids. I got, you know, I was, we were foster parents at that time. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. But in the midst of what was happening, peace. Things are going well in Kanshahakin. 
I get a call in January 2017. Ricky, uh, the bishop, has appointed you to New Hanover. <laughs> this time I didn't say God bless you. I did, but I, I did say, where's that? <laughs> Gilbertsville? But God provided, even though I got to be honest with you, there was a roller coaster of uh, emotion for about eight days. And my wife can tell you, she was like, all right, enough already. Because there was fear. There was uncertainty. And the only way, really, the only way that I was able to do this if, if I received that peace that only God can provide, because if it was me, I wouldn't do it. I would not have done it, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm being as honest with you as I can. I was like, nope. <laughs> Ministry's growing here. My wife and I, we purchased a home here. We're going to do things here. But there was this peace. In 2022, disaffiliation. What's that going to do to the church? What's that going to do to me? And so it all came about that your church, you spoke, you voted, you did whatever you needed to do to get our name on the resolution at annual conference, which just took place this past week. And on, in the midst of that, like Danielle mentioned earlier, he, was, he wasn't the only one asking, how do you feel, Pastor? I'm at peace. Because no matter what the vote was going to be, I knew who I was still going to worship. And so even in my article of the weekly roundup, if you get our articles on a week on a Wednesday basis, I even mentioned towards the end that I invite you, don't matter what the decision is, we are going to come and I encourage you to come on Sunday because no matter what the decision is, we are going to worship the one who is. He is Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Lord and our Savior, and he is worthy to be praised. So here we are on site and, and online also. It just so happens that I was preparing for two sermons for today. One, which I'm preaching now, and one that you'll never hear. Thank God. Amen. That was on Friday when the annual conference was unanimously, I probably only saw, I say unanimously, but probably only saw two or three hands that went up that were against the disaffiliation. But when the bishop said uh, the, the body seems like it's all ready to vote, by the raising hand and saying aye or yay, I forget what it was. Not like that though, you know what I mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> In the midst of all that, I had peace. And ladies and gentlemen, it is the peace that only God can provide. Because you can go home and you can have peace at home, you know, and, and unless you'd be like, hey, Pastor Ricky, you got to come to my house. There's no peace in my house, right? <laughs> that can go a whole different direction of a sermon, right? But no. 
But you can go and you try to go and uh, go into the woods and uh, in nature or do other things that you can just be and just have, quote-unquote, rest and peace. But I'm talking about inner peace. And I pray that throughout this whole time, because we started around July or August, I pray that at this whole time that, that you notice and you sense that when I came up here on uh, every Sunday morning that I got to preach, that I had still passion for the bringing the word, that I still didn't allow anything that was happening around me to affect what was going to happen, because in the midst of all that, yes, there were times to be like, huh, I wonder if this, I wonder if that. But here's the part is that you have to understand is that when I gave this to God, I remembered how God was able to be with me in 2002, 2006, 2017, and the same God that was back then is going to be the same God that is still with me now. And sometimes we lose focus. Sometimes we forget because something new is coming at you that you forget when God was with you back in the past struggles and uncertainties. But that fear grips you, and the only, sometimes the only thing that can take you out of that fear is the peace that only God can provide. And I thought about what message can I bring to the people when I talk about peace in the midst of uncertainty, because now you're saying, you're probably saying, because we're disaffiliated, what now? What can we do? And I pray that the fear or the uncertainties or the doubts do not stop you from being the church that God has called you and me to be. So the scripture I have for you is based on John chapter 20. I'm going to ask you to please open up your Bible to that and, or your devices. And as you're looking for it, uh, this is actually speaking about the day after Jesus was no longer in the tomb. And so uh, John, the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning on verse 19. I'm reading from the NIV version, so if you don't, if you don't have your Bibles or your devices, uh, you can... You can listen to what's happening here, and I'll stop intermittently. It says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Can you say peace? Peace. And for those of you who are watching online, take time to write out peace. Don't just hear it. Go ahead and put it in, and and I'll, I'll respond to you later on. Peace. Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And on verse 21, it says, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So here we see that the, the, the disciples were behind locked doors because of the fear of the Jews. Because if they did what they did to Jesus and where Jesus was crucified, where they had uh, believed that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, and they saw him on the cross, can you imagine the fear that they had when they saw their teacher being hung on the cross, nailed to the cross, dying? and therefore behind closed doors. And this is what I want to share with you also. This is, again, they were locked behind closed doors even when Jesus was no longer in the tomb. Ladies and gentlemen, as believers of Jesus Christ, we are considered the, resurrection, uh, the resurrected people. And therefore, uh, you have to understand that in the midst of a resurrected people, we sometimes live in fear. So Jesus comes to calm them down. He says, peace be with you. 
What fear is gripping you that God can calm your your nerves and your uncertainties and tell you peace be with you? More of, I'm here, look at my hands, look at my side, I am the Jesus, and therefore the Bible is saying that they were overturned, their joy, their fears were overcome with joy, with, with peace that God, only God can provide. You know, in the, in the other gospel book of Luke, the account says that when Jesus told them peace, when he came into that room that was a locked room, that the Bible is saying in Luke 24, it's saying that they were gripped with fear, frightened because they thought it was a ghost. And Jesus was saying, look at my hands, look at my side. And then they received that peace of, to calm them down. And the second piece that Jesus is saying here is peace be with you because Jesus knew what next steps they needed to do. And that was to go beyond the locked doors, to go and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, let them know that he had resurrected, that there is a Savior for those who believe in him. So what good is it for uh, the the word of God to be in us if we are not sharing it with others? But you know what? In the midst of being closed down, our church today, not our church specifically, the church, the body of Christ, live in fear because of what's happening in the world. We don't know we're going to offend somebody by telling them that Jesus lives. So therefore, we keep quiet. Why don't we turn that around and let the people know who God is? And sometimes you don't even have to say anything, you live it. And people, you, be, you become the Jesus in your life that the people can see. And even, let me tell you something, even if you're here uh, new today, or you've been in ministry or, or going to church for so long, sometimes we just go through the emotions of, I need to just go to church just to say that I'm there. Or I go to church because my mom brought me here, or my dad brought me here, or my spouse brought me here. You know what? You're here. And I usually love to say that it's not a coincidence that you're here. And maybe you need the word today because maybe you've been dealing with a fear, or you've been dealing with doubt, you've been dealing with uncertainties, you've been dealing with the fear of even death, like we all do. But I want to go into verse 24 so I can wrap this up here a moment. Now, Thomas... One of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. You see the big difference there? Those same disciples were in fear behind closed doors, and then they received the peace that God can, only God can provide, and they were comfortable enough and excited enough to tell somebody else that Jesus, that they had seen Jesus. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in the hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Ladies and gentlemen, there are people in church who still have doubts. Even when Jesus, we know that and we believe that Jesus resurrected, we still want, we have doubts and we want to find out for ourselves and you better be careful what you ask for. Because then, a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he went right to Thomas. Woo-hoo. 
<laughs> put your hand, you put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side and stop doubting and believe. You may be behind closed doors because of fear, whatever it is. Maybe you're behind closed doors because of doubt. Receive the peace that only God can provide you and stop doubting. And I love that Thomas went ahead and exclaimed and he says, my Lord and my God. You know, there's going to be a time when, when you're asking God and he does respond to you and he's going to go directly to you and he's going to answer specifically your prayer, even if it's not the way that you wanted it, but the prayer is answered that you could say, there's nobody else that could have done this other than God. But you've got to allow for the opportunity to speak to him. Even in your doubts, find the answers. Then Jesus told them, because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those, and this is for you and me, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. We were approved of disaffiliation. If you're fearing what now? I pray that God can give you the peace that he has given me throughout this whole journey. We are not lazy, and we are not going to be living behind closed doors in this church. We are not going to be waiting for people to come. We need to be going out there in the peace that only God can provide. And that peace knowing that what is to come Because in John 14, verse 27, it says, Peace I give to you. Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. Not as the world gives. I pray that you find that peace that only God can provide, the peace that passes all understanding. And I've actually asked Daniel, I was like, uh, Daniel, you see, he he tricked me today. Not not tricked me, but he, he called me up here today. The difference is, I didn't know that he was going to call me up. At least I gave him a warning what I'm going to ask him to do. Last night, I, I, left him, I sent him a message last night. And I said, on Wednesday, we were here at the, in the chapel doing a prayer service. And as I mentioned to you, no matter what the decision was going to be, we were going to be here to praise God because you know what? He is the same yesterday as he is today as he will be tomorrow. His word will not fail. So then I said, Daniel, I may ask you to sing a song. And that song is titled, Same God. So I know we may go over in time. In fact, in a minute or less than a minute, we're going to be over in our our time. But is it really our time? Let's focus in the words of this next song to know that who God is, the same yesterday, today, and forever. As we sing the song, sing God.